In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Truer words are never spoken. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key, folks. As we dwindle into this winter time, dwindle into the fall, excuse me, you start seeing an influx in sickness, people getting sick around you, quote-unquote COVID cases are going up, everybody's starting to freak out, you're starting to see masks again, you're starting to see panic, you're starting to see all these things. But not only that, there's massive escalation in World War III happening right before our eyes. But before we get into all of that, I think it's important to remember, as life is beautiful, it's also messy. As life is distraction and suffrage and pain and pleasure and all those things, it's all clammed up into one. So despite the fantasies of watching television and seeing these videos and TV shows and and, and fantasies in which You know, we get into these simulations and we think of what we think of what the world should be. Understand, it's that active participation to strive and do better and listen to God's will and do God's will and behave to the superior God that is much, much smarter than we are. And as much as we try to navigate and figure things out and do things on our own, all roads lead to God. So it's very important to recognize that and remember and never forget that he loves you and he will always be there for you. He will always help you and guide you if you open your heart and ask him. That's the message for today. Because what I'm going to talk about today is heart-wrenching. It's terrifying. It's, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to palate. But we knew this was coming. And more importantly, the power of the human spirit, we have the ability to adapt and overcome. We have the ability to fight this thing, this slow, drawn out 50, 60 year plan to incrementally disseminate the entire American system, the American culture, the family, the nucleus, all that stuff is underway currently right now. And we're now seeing it come to a head. But it's such a beautiful time because suffrage is the catalyst to change. And if you're unwilling to change, then suffrage is going to make you change. We're getting to a point where sides are being drawn. And so which side are you on? Are you on the side of pro-humanity? Are you on the side of progressivism and progression and transhumanism, which is an extension of transgenderism? It's not a coincidence, folks, that these things are aligning in the same way. And our society is becoming more fluid, where at the same time, people are becoming more awake and more inclined to listen, more inclined to have conversations, more inclined to be transparent and explore crazy concepts, which would have been unpalatable 10, 15 years ago. Now those conversations are being had. And isn't that at its core beautiful? 
I think it is. I think it's remarkable. I think it's amazing that some things that have been talked about over the years, such as, you know, vaccines, vaccines being dangerous, all vaccines, not just the COVID vaccine. The COVID vaccine was simply the gateway into shocking people into the reality that, holy crap, these things are dangerous. Just because they say it's safe and effective doesn't mean it's really safe and effective. But that's just one of the elements that is is amazing to see. And, and don't you feel that? So in all the suffrage, in all the chaos, in all the pan, pandemonium going on, understand this is all a process. And as we want it to happen now, today, tomorrow, immediately, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Let's get this over with. Let's get this great awakening moving. Let's hurry up and kick all these people out. Let's rebuild our system and rediscover the American society and all this stuff. We got to understand. One, it's not our time. We're on God's time and he likes to take his time. So as some of this is new to some people, some of these concepts are new to some people. Some of these people are rediscovering things today for the very first time. And think of the process when you became awake and you started questioning things. Think of the long process that has transpired from that and how long that's taken to get to where you are now. And you think that you're, oh man, I, I really have a grasp on this. And then you, five years from now, you're going to be like, wow, I knew nothing. And it's a constant evolving thing. And that's the beautiful thing about life. That is exactly what it is, right? So anyways, I just, I really want to embrace that and remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. I think it's important to recognize that in the midst of this chaos, sometimes it's okay to disconnect. Now don't disconnect and just disappear, but it's okay to disconnect. It's okay to not be in front and center. Because all this stuff is meant to overwhelm you. All this news, all this information going on every day, day in, day out, 24 hours. Remember, there's now AI engaging with you online. And the AI bots don't sleep. And they can become overwhelming and just overwhelm you with information because that's the goal. Information overload, peak the threshold of what your brain's capacity is and drive past that to overwhelm you. And that's, I think, what we're in today, right now. That's the moment we're in, is that we're in that information overload. It's hard to follow and keep track of everything going on, and it's happening so fast. It's happening so fast. For example, Russell Brand right now is being accused of rape, assault, abuse by some women teen, right? Gas prices are soaring to a record high all at the same time. Meanwhile, uh, there's potential World War III happening over in the Ukraine area. Massive escalations happening there. Uh, United Jets, things going on with Elon Musk and Starlink in basically co-opting into the Pentagon. There's just tensions everywhere, everywhere you look. Does anybody notice that traffic is a little bit angrier lately and people are driving oddly slower? Anybody notice that? I do. I think it's really interesting, but it's also beautiful. It's beautiful in the sense, not that traffic, people driving slow is beautiful. I hate it. It drives me crazy, but it helps me remind me of like, hey, dude, 
you got to relax. Just, it's okay. You'll get there. Just wait another 30 seconds and you'll be there. You know, Jack Smith is trying to put a gag on uh, Donald Trump. Keep him from speaking out. We'll see how that goes. That's going to be really interesting. Um, but again, there's fights and battles happening everywhere. But one of the big things I want to talk about right now, and this broke last week, uh, was the exclusive uh, that the iPhone was radiating and creating radiation. And supposedly the FDA is reviewing the Apple headsets, right? Because I, I, for example, I have corded headphones. Everybody always makes fun of me. Why do you got corded headphones, dude? Why do you got corded headphones? One, I like them. They're cheap. I lose them all the time. So I have multiples. I just stash them in my car and stuff. And so I just have them uh, because I lose them. Um, but I, then I find them again. So it's nice. I kind of always have a headphone pair kind of sitting somewhere. But they're the corded ones. Uh, and people always make fun of me. And I, and I know just because it's common sense to me. Because if you really think about it, like technology, as great as it is, what good has really come from technology besides soap, right? And maybe the wheel. But this new technology with hyper-focused frequencies, high radiative frequencies, things that we can't see, Wi-Fi, 5G, 6G, 7G, cell phones, 5G+, 4 LTE, 3G, like all these things that can't be healthy for you to have some high concentrated thing and it's just sitting in your pocket and put it up next to your head. That's not a good idea. It's common sense to me. So the by extension, why the heck would I put these wireless pods inside my ear to just literally penetrate directly to my brain? The open orifice into your brain is your ear canal. Or maybe your nasal canal too, right? It's pretty dang close. You're not protected by the outer laying of your skull and things like that. And there's arguments. People are like, oh, well, Bluetooth isn't that strong. What about Bluetooth 4, Bluetooth 5, and the progression of Bluetooth? You don't think they're making it stronger to go farther, to carry more information so you have a higher quality thing, so you can hear things in much higher quality? So anyways, the FDA is supposedly reviewing this, but they already approved the COVID vax. So what authentication are they going to have? So then we come down to other countries that aren't completely corrupt, not saying France is not corrupt, but it is something. So the, a regulator in France this last week asked Apple to stop selling the 2020 iPhone, claiming tests that found the handset emits radiation levels that exceed EU restrictions. Germany, Belgium, and Spain have all signaled they could follow suit, which would be a PR nightmare for Apple. How are they going to cover this up? But again, we've always known, it's always just been that kind of forbidden fruit. And speaking of forbidden fruit, do you ever look at the Apple signal itself? What does it symbolize? What does it represent? A bite of the apple. What is the most oldest, one of the oldest stories metaphors that exist in reality in Western civilizations. What does the bite in the apple signify? Signifies sin. So it's all out in front of us and it's all based on symbolism. Right? They're putting it in front of us. 
But now as the world awakens, things like this are now coming out. Remember, uh, who was the guy that used to own Apple? Uh, what was his name? What was his name? What was his name? Tim Cook? No, not Tim Cook. Uh, it was, uh, maybe it was Tim Cook. I don't know. I honestly, I can't, I can't. No, Tim Cook's the new CEO. This was the old guy. The guy that invented the iPhone, supposedly. Anyways, he said, you can see in multiple interviews, he would never give his kids an iPhone or a screen or an iPad or anything. He's like, that's horrible for them. I'd never give him anything like that, right? So it's important to think about the effects that those things have on giving your child too much screen time. It's really bad. But one of our local uh, heroes, true hero, Dr. Ely, they call him Dr. H, but he has now discovered and found that proof that blue light, which is most technology, most screens now that people are looking at, is a, a blue light is emitting from these screens and it's very, very, very horrible for you. He says the source activates CRISPR transhumanetic genetic engineering technology known as gene drive. So it's all tied in with something called gene drive and blue light is what activates this CRISPR technology. In addition to giving you tension headaches, make you feel depressed and hopeless, and even inabilitating a person's ability to feel empathy. His warning, parents, if you're allowing your child to spend time on screen of any nature, it is your duty to turn off all blue light immediately. Gene drive is the most dangerous genetic technology we have come across thus far in our research on how eugenic Loving globalists seek to ensure sterility and species collapse within three generations. So how fascinating that our own doctor, right in our own back to our Dr. H, is now discovering and talking about the effects of blue light and the effects of screen time, all while at the same time in France, they're talking about the effects of radiation in cell phones on how it directly correlates with massive, massive, massive cancer spikes, things going on. That would explain breast cancer in teen girls because they have pockets in their bra that's radiating teens. Massive, massive things going on. But the most important thing is people are waking up. You listen to Not Compliant America. We'll be right back. Ah, the great Michael Jackson. May he rest in peace. One of the greatest entertainers of all times. It's a great song. It's a great song if you haven't heard it. It's called The Earth Song. It's very profound. It's very interesting on how unifying toward the end of his career, Michael uh, really strived. It was kind of his only channel of uh, communication. It was, it was this form of communication. I mean, he was so isolated, yet he was so loving and caring uh, to everybody in the world. But I think that there was this, this deep-rooted uh, uh, emptiness inside of him. And so it was really interesting 
to really listen to his music and listen to how it evolved, I think he was sending all of these messages and just really unifying. And I think the weight of the world weighed on his shoulder so much. Um, and he just, he really just wanted to use his craft and his gift and his messaging and his influence for good. Uh, I, I really, really admired him about that. And, you know, the scandal that's tied in with him and everything else. I mean, there could be some weird stuff there. There could not be you know, I've heard both sides of the story and I don't mean to get on a Michael Jackson tangent, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, children are so innocent and if you think of, if you've ever watched that This Is It video documentary and you watch how people talk to him, the adults, how they talk to him, how they treat him, how, you know, everybody around him just completely idolizes him almost to a point he's so intimidating to most people that they just, they naturally have to be fake. They just, they're just so overwhelmed and everything else. So there's just this fake fakeness and with the innocence of children and the unknowing of all the complexities and how big of a star he is right that kind of levels the playing field as far as the child's perception of how they look at him right so i think that he really liked that innocence in the sense that he could kind of be himself and there weren't all these interior ulterior motives and all these schemes and plots and things people trying to pitch him and you know, hey, check out this, check out this. This is a great artist. Check out this guy. Check out this guy. Michael, you should come over here. Michael, you should come over here. Michael, you should come over here. Versus a five-year-old is like, hey, dude, want to play in the sand? Yeah, that sounds good. You know, so it's just, it's it's just really interesting, right? And 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 being in the curtain, being behind the curtain, because if you don't know, I used to be an entertainer. Entertainer. I used to be a rapper, songwriter, producer. I'd travel all over, uh, and I wrote music. And I had fans, like real fans. I had people that followed me everywhere I went. And that type of lifestyle, it's really interesting. It creates an us versus them. There was always a barrier where you could never quite just be yourself because people would see you and perceive you as a certain way and they would expect you to behave in that certain way. And so it's just a lot of pressure in that. I couldn't imagine being a global superstar like Michael Jackson. I mean, people would faint at his place. There were ambulances at his shows because he's such a powerful entertainer and he had such a powerful voice and everything else. So anyways, I, I know that this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but it does have everything to do with everything. And it's all about the perception. Because if you loop back and talk about what they're trying to do to Russell Brand, what they just did to Andrew Tate, what they've been trying to do to Donald Trump um, and, you know, all the other people that get in the way of the establishment, not saying all this stuff is unfounded, but how convenient that Russell Brand started his brand, his new podcast uh, in the very short time, probably I'd say about a year ago now. He's getting massive traction, very much successful. Uh, you know, he's very on the on the cusp of what's happening in news penetrating beyond you know the uh the walls and the veils behind stories of what's really happening and he really dives in and dissects what people are thinking about and what they're talking about what things really mean and and you know if this is happening what does this really mean and he's just a fascinating character 
and they can't contain him, just like they can't contain Donald Trump, just like they can't contain RFK, just like they can't contain Alex Jones, just like they can't contain Owen Schroyer, right, who's now gotten convicted in federal court for being on the Capitol steps, didn't enter the Capitol steps, and they gave him six months, or 60 days, excuse me, 60 days. So they're attacking us in all ways, and that's, and that's uh, you know, crazy, but it's, it's, it's necessary in the sense of when you're over the target, you're going to get the most flack, right? So there's this uh, video circulating online. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it's crazy, um, but there is a guy, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, he was armed with a fake U.S. Marshal badge. He has a, a name badge. He's wearing sunglasses. He has a badge, a U.S. Marshal badge over his neck, as well as a badge on his hip with a name badge, an official U.S. Marshal name badge. And he was pretending he just got arrested at RFK Jr.'s event. I think this was just yesterday in Los Angeles. And the guy pretending to be a U.S. Marshal was at RFK Jr.'s event. Because think about this. RFK, who's running for president, has yet to still receive Secret Service detail. He doesn't have it. This was a private security group that did it. Right? And that's why you need Secret Service, especially at a high-profile person like RFK, because people are going to be infiltrated. I mean, dude, this guy's decked out. He's got a side pistol, sidearm. Uh, he looks like a U.S. Marshal. So he was at Robert, Robert F. Kennedy's Hispanic Heritage event. And he spotted the man wearing two shoulder holsters with loaded pistols, spare ammunition magazines, carried everything. U.S. Marshal badge, lanyard, belt clip, everything. Federal ID. He claimed to be working for security for the event. But he ended up getting arrested. He's got tattoos and stuff. Not saying that that's in, that means anything. Right, but how interesting is it that this is happening? While all meanwhile, this was about two blocks from where his uncle got assassinated, but also that he is yet still to receive Secret Service. What an interesting thing! What an interesting time! They're trying to take him out, folks, because he is coming after them, just like they are coming after him. We'll be right back. Electricity off, and they tell you to don't buy meat. You can't buy gas today because there's a shortage. Because we're saving the planet. What is your decision going to be at that point? How are you going to engage with that? And are you going to fight back? It's going to be an interesting time, folks. This is going to be the winter that's going to decide. I think the entire next 50 years. This election cycle. And I'm not saying the election is going to be it. The election is just a symbolic element on how engaged the population is. Because the electorate is going to be representing, if we put enough pressure on these people, they have to move the Overton window. It's kind of like last week when I was talking about Clackamas County on how they were a symbolic 
uh, path of leadership for the state, the things that they are doing in the state, the things that they're doing in the county is symbolic in what the rest of the county should be doing and what the rest of the Oregon Republican Republicans should be doing. Right? And in my own county with Joel Pulowski, I'll tell him again and I'll call him out again on this show. What is his response to the oncoming lockdowns, the oncoming mask mandates, and what is he going to do? Because now is the time that we respond to it. We don't respond to it in a defensive position. We respond to it in an offensive position. So what is Joel, the head chair of the Ori- or the Marion County Republicans, going to do in preventing our county and the enforcement? And why doesn't he organize the PCPs that he has to get out ahead of this thing so the Tina Kotex is going to have a harder time enforcing it? And if we have the stronghold in our in our state's capital in Marion County how are they going to force enforce it around the rest of the state i think that's a great opportunity for the Marion County Republicans to get off their butt and really go door knocking with that why are you wasting your time with the constitutional carry nonsense do something that can make a difference do something that can unify do something that could actually gravitate people toward the party and something they can get behind because most people that I talk to don't want to wear a mask. They're not getting the new vaccine. They're not going along with this crap. But they might be registered Democrats. So what a perfect opportunity to come out in a leadership position and be a true leader, not just some pompous dictator thinking that you're God because you're tied in with McQuiston and Solomon. You doesn't make you cool, bro. That's not the cool side of the table. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mister. It doesn't. And just because you have little minions following you around doesn't mean that the people respect you, right? You've just been able to bully your well into that way into that position. But don't worry, just like Mike Pence, just like Chris Christie, just like Nikki Haley, and these other people, they had to learn the hard way when they go against the populace. When they don't properly represent the people, the people eventually come to take them out. So set up whatever walls you want. The army of pissed off Marion County Republicans are coming because you don't represent them and you're not representing them. And that's very plain and simple. That's as close to it can get. Now, for those of you on the outside that aren't sure what's going on, Uh, A PCP is a precinct committee person, and they have the ability to make real change in the county. And we've talked about it uh, on previous shows, but I'm going to talk about it again, because right now the filing dates, I think the end file, last filing date is May 21st is the last, excuse me, March 12th is the last day to file as a PCP. So starting September 14th, which was two days ago, You can now file what's called an SEL 105. I'm going to put this in my podcast, folks. And if you are in any county in the state of Oregon, or really any county all over the country, but I'm going to specifically file for the state of Oregon, I highly encourage every single one of my listeners today, go to noncompliantamerica.com, click on today's podcast, 
which I'll say something about a PCP in the headline. Go on there. There's going to be a link. It'll be the actual form you can file out, and that will put you in to be a PCP. And what is a PCP? That's somebody that actually gets to vote on what our county party does. So if you're a registered Republican and you want to be a PCP, you can then vote on certain things. You can vote on who represents you as a Republican for this county. That's where the real change happens. That's where your vote really counts and your vote really matters. And you can make a giant difference because they're not huge. There's not tens of thousands where things can get diluted. And they vote in person where you can monitor it. It's very transparent and it's easy to track. So there's not cheating going on and stuff like that. But you can actually make a real difference. You don't have to go every week. It doesn't require a lot of time, but that's the one thing that you can make a huge difference on. And also, you don't have to wait for the primary elections to come up. You don't have to wait for the general elections to come up to do that one vote thing again. You can actually get involved. But more importantly, if you go to these meetings, it's really telling. It's really interesting to see what kind of people are there, right? There's just some people that are bored and don't have anything going on and they just want something to do. But there's other people that are really passionate, they really care, and they're trying to make a difference. They're trying to make a difference. And so it's, it's nice to be in that community. You also see who the players are in the community. You also see who's doing what, what they talk about, what kind of things are they passing, what kind of things are they organizing? And then do these people represent your values? And if they don't, then that gives you an opportunity, one, to publicly debate them, but second, it also gives you an opportunity to vote on somebody and or yourself, it could be yourself, uh, that is going to better represent what your perspective of the community is and better reflect what you would like to see in your county being done by your party. Because there's a lot of power in that. And there's a reason why they, they're going after people in these county levels and in these key county seats, which the Clackamas County Republicans unseated those people that were basically plants sitting on top of everybody, not doing the people's will, not representing the people, just like what's happening in Marion County. The Clackamas County, they got together and they got a bunch of PCPs together. They all, all these farmers and just good regular American people, they all got together and they signed up for what I'm exactly telling you to go sign up to do right now. And so I'm going to put the link in my podcast. I think it's very important, noncompliantamerica.com. Click on today's podcast, or you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon. I mean, all the podcasts are going to have this link available, which you can then go there and, uh, and sign up to be a PCP. Even if you don't know anything about politics, that's okay. That's okay. Showing up and being present is the beginning. That's the start. And just by your sheer presence, even if you don't say anything, your presence and your eyes and just the fact that you're there speaks volumes. It changes the tone in the room. You ever notice that when you're sitting there and uh, somebody walks in the room and the tone kind of changes, right? Imagine that times 100. Imagine a bunch of very wide-eyed, welcoming, great people walk into these meetings and fill up every single chair. 
these people wouldn't know what to do because they're used to nobody showing up. They're used to just business as usual. They're used to just the same people that you see every week. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, hey, hey. And they're just like, okay, we're going to pass this today. Okay, here's the agenda for today. And we're not going to let anybody speak. Or we're going to have uh, controlled questions. You got to write them down on a piece of paper and submit them. And then I, the arbiter of truth, is going to read what I feel fit to this person that is on the chopping block, a.k.a. Solomon Yu. Remember that? Most of you guys weren't there, but it was just interesting. In what public forum do they have like, hey, write down the question, put it on a piece of paper and submit it to me. I promise you I'll read it. And then literally like <laughs> toward the end, there were two questions or three questions that never got asked. And so Mr. Dictator took it upon himself to be like, well, I'm, I'm reading those questions and they just, they're just, they just don't mean anything. And one of them's about me, so I'm not even going to ask it. Right? To whereas in normal cases, they put out a microphone and you get in line and you sign up to go speak at the microphone. So why wasn't that done? It's because they're trying to control the party. They're trying to control at a local county level because they understand the importance of local politics and county level politics, county level Republican Party on what the importance is on the overall scope. Clackamas County understands that. So now it's time for Marion County to follow suit. It's also time for Polk County to follow suit. It's also time for Lynn County to follow suit. If you're in any one of these counties, sign up to a PCP. The link that I'm going to send you that I'm going to put on my podcast it's right on the Secretary of State's website, but do not submit it to your local chapters. You want to submit it to the actual election office. That way it doesn't, there's no shenanigans, there's no funny stuff, and it doesn't get lost. So that's important. So sign up for the PCPs. That's how we make the difference. That's how we get involved. That at the phone, most fundamental core is the most important thing that you can do and the most important thing that you can take back from today's show. I'll be right We make it all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching a slack. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. Welcome back to the last segment of Non-Compliant America. I am your host, Joshua Michael. Make sure to like and subscribe and share with your friends because we are in an information battle for the truth in the future. And the real arbiters of truth that have hijacked our government, they've hijacked our media, they've hijacked our internet, social media systems, which I believe were actually developed for this moment and developed to guide and guide the future for which direction we're going to be going. And if they're able to determine what's truth and what's fact, how are we going to have an honest debate about anything? And that's the whole premise of this entire broadcast is to be able to have open, honest debates. Let's ask real questions. Let's be wrong. Let's ask real questions. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's find the answer. That is the key to this entire broadcast. Now, 
Speaking of that, there's something called gaslighting. The media is doing it everywhere. Social media is doing it now with AI. They're gaslighting us in every way. And if you're not familiar with gaslighting, that's when somebody tells you something that's not true as it to be true. For example, if, you're, if I'm stepping on your toe and you're like, hey, dude, you're stepping on your toe. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. You're stepping on my toe. But I'm clearly stepping on your toe. That's gaslighting, right? We all know what it is. I don't need to go into an education bit, but uh, Joe, or John Bound did a phenomenal report that kind of breaks down a lot of things where the pulses are at. Take a listen. You're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40% less than those other countries. Same exact drug made by the same exact company. The system is breaking down under Joe Biden's powder keg of corruption. What we learned by bringing in Hunter Biden's business partner is that the president Biden had lied to the American public. He got on conference calls when his son was selling the brand with his clients. He literally went to dinners, which we never knew. And after the dinners, his son got a Porsche and then more than $3 million. Now, I know CNN didn't want to do fact checks on everything that I laid out. What was interesting was the headline, but more interesting in the facts checks, it was all true. They had to acknowledge that every alleged accusation that put us into impeachment inquiry is true. Across the United States, Soros puppets and power whores are opting to violate their constitutional oaths to suspend the Bill of Rights in favor of feverishly clawing for the power and funds stirred up by emergency declarations rather than finding real solutions for their constituents. This public health order has also sparked three lawsuits. Whether it's the governor, whether it's somebody in our legislature, does not have the authority to impinge on your rights given under the United States Constitution. In Oakland, California, Mayor Shang Tao is threatening to use an emergency declaration to install a new police chief. And in Vista, California, Mayor Joe Franklin is considering declaring an emergency over the homeless situation. While the Soros Foundation retreats from Europe and more than a dozen prosecutors linked to Soros-funded campaign committees or organizations in the United States have left office after resigning, either losing re-election or being removed. Hunter Biden is indicted by a special counsel on felony gun charges and the COVID rollout stumbles to roll down the tracks. Tell everybody, don't rely on the fact that you had a vaccine in the past. It will not help you this time around. Joe Biden and his unscrupulous, failing regime gaslight the country into a propagandized hellscape out of sheer panic. How confident are you that there will be no evidence that incriminates President Biden in Hunter's business dealings as this goes forward? So you see Republicans uh, in Congress, right? They have uh, spent all year investigating the president. That's what they've spent all year doing and uh, have turned up with no evidence. None. There is a new CNN poll that shows, if we could put that up, 61% of the American people think that Biden had at least some involvement in Hunter Biden's business dealings while he served as vice president. Right. He, we know that, you know, he was on a phone one time or he had dinner one time. And what Republicans have done is said, see, there's the evidence. He was he was in the room. He was at dinner. Or he was on the phone. He spoke to his son. But there has been no evidence at all. Zero. Why was the president at those meetings, on those uh, phone calls. He calls his son every day to check in. He calls his other family members to check in to see how they're doing. 
He loves them. They're, they're a tight-knit family. Uh, this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blind, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't see that. They think it's political revenge. It's because you don't report on it. No, 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 you're not, We're I don't think, reporting on it today. I'm not yeah. sure how you know what the American people think, but here's what they might wonder. Actually, if you're a federal prosecutor, you would be asking yourself, how can there not have been an indictment for FARA violation against Hunter Biden? I, I hate to face public servants, but it is true. Now that deep state tool Joe Biden has been thrown to the wolves, the country will enter a state of suspension where foreign power infiltration can thrive. And once it's all said and done, Joe Biden will go down as the greatest national security threat the United States has ever endured. Recent actions from the Biden administration have made it clear that they are not only itching to create a digital dollar, but they're willing to trade Americans' right to financial privacy for a surveillance-style CBDC. John Bowne reporting. There you go, folks. So the CBDCs are coming, the oncoming lockdowns are coming, and we are warning you here right now. But... As I was speaking about the Marion County Republicans earlier, the federal Republicans are introducing a law banning the Federal Reserve attempted rollout of CBDCs. Take a listen to this. One important aspect of our common sense agenda is actually protecting Americans' financial privacy, particularly when it pertains to this lawless administrative state. That's why I reintroduced a bill yesterday called the Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act, which puts a check on unelected bureaucrats and ensures that the United States digital currency policy upholds our values of privacy, individual sovereignty, and free market competitiveness. Recent actions from the Biden administration have made it clear that they are not only itching to create a digital dollar, but they're willing to trade Americans' right to financial privacy for a surveillance-style CBDC. This bill ensures the future of crypto is in the hands of the American people, not the administrative state. By prohibiting the Federal Reserve from creating a tool with unfettered insight into Americans' financial data. If not open, permissionless, and private, like cash, a CBDC is nothing more than a CCP-style surveillance tool that can be weaponized to oppress the American way of life. We're not going to let that happen, not on House Republicans' watch. And I want to thank the Financial Services Committee for considering our bill this month, and we're going to continue working to ensure that the digital economy is designed by Americans and emulates American value. Boom, that is Rep. Tom Emmer. Really sticking it to him, really giving it to him how they how this is the type of leadership that we need. You got to get in the front of it and explain that. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if anything else that you could take from this show today, it's that Republicans 
and great American people, the American spirit is rising and people are getting it. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day it is. And it's time to embrace that. Thanks for listening. I'm Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. Have a safe week. And as always, watch your six.